The construction industry is undergoing a huge transformation. Designers and contractors are facing new challenges every day. We are all overloaded with rising material cost, a growing skilled labor gap, increasing project complexities, and countless digital solutions. This podcast focuses on innovation through process analysis, change management, and building a culture of continuous improvement. Together, we will learn from industry leaders on how to improve workflows, increase communication, and build the future. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into this week's episode. Hello, everyone. It's Amanda Harbison coming to you from the Mika Innovation Overload Podcast Studio, and I'm joined by Tahir Ali and today's special guest, Russ King, who is the Director of Contractor Solutions for Southwire. Russ, we are so excited to have you on and talk to you today. To start off, tell us about your background and how you got into this industry. Oh, my background is I was a uh, worked for General Electric for GE for 15 years as a sales engineer for them doing gear. I've been at Southwire now 11 years. And, and came in in 2009 into the sales and commercial department. Uh, grew up from there to a director of Southwire Solutions. I run a team of seven solutions, contractor solution professionals across the country. Great team, great working with contractors. Our job is to go out and mold the solutions for the contractor, blending in our solutions with our tools, with our wire, with our equipment to make it safer and faster and more efficient for our contractors. That's awesome, Russ. And you you bring so much enthusiasm and experience to the table, which which we're excited to have you on the show today. As we crack into it, I'd love to kind of set you up with uh, our first you know major question being: When you think of innovation, what does that mean to you? Innovation has has probably been the the mainstay for me in the electrical industry since I came to Southwire, and when I got involved in NECA in 2015, as we we came on as a premier partner, we're always looking to innovate. That's the way companies grow is through innovation. And, and being part of that is not just looking yourself, but looking with your partners like Nika, like the premier partners, like your distributors, and, and being a part of that innovation and going out and looking with using all the resources you have. So, Russ, I, I know that Southwire has so many, you know, solutions and innovations going on. I'd love to hear some of the some of your favorites, if you don't mind. We've got so many. Uh, with the contractor solutions professionals, you know, coal packs and barrels has been one of our most recent. Being able to pull circuit wire without having to use a Christmas tree or having to use spools, the coal packs and barrels have been a great thing. The XD1 circuit puller, our, our pulling equipment has been the top edge innovations that have come out into the, the market. And we always try to highlight those through our, our NECA partnership. Our sim reels is, is one of the things that I think probably stands out to me with Southwire as a highlight or a beacon of innovation. It's something that's patented by Southwire with only one that's got one like it. There's not another one in the marketplace. It's one of those tools that we came out with that makes our customers safer and faster and more efficient when installing wire and cable. So tell us a little bit about the origin stories, right? That was, that was quite a lineup. I'd love for you to share with our listeners, when you're looking at a new idea or a problem, what does that journey look like for, for you all? How do you, how do you prepare to be innovative? We've got a whole team at Southwire under one of our senior vice presidents, Axel Schumacher, that all they deal with is innovation. And we're always trying to fill that funnel with ideas to move forward with. Just use an example of the sim reel. That idea actually came from a, a contractor forum that we have. We bring in 20 contractors at a time 
four or five times a year just to hear their ideas. What what could Southwire do to make your life easier, safer, and more efficient? This was an idea that a, a contractor gave us. We brought back and we expanded upon it. We looked internally and, and looked to improve on the idea and came up with a SIM reel about five years ago. That's quantified itself into about the 800 SIM reels throughout the country now at different distributors and solution partners. We use them quite regularly on, on over 20,000 contractor jobs a year. We're the only one that's got it. It's, it makes wire pulling feeder safer, faster, more efficient for our contractors, for our electrical contractors. And that idea resonated from them. So when we're looking for ideas, we're looking no stone goes unturned. Look from the top to the bottom, to your customers, to your partners to go find those ideas. So I want to dive into that a little bit more. So especially with the the research and development process. So what, especially since you're the head of, you know, so many solutions, how do you keep a pulse on the industry? How do you keep researching and, you know, do you have champions within each solution? How does that process look like? That's what the CSP guys are tasked with. They have 10 contractors that they're assigned to in their areas and their regions. And they're out there keeping the pulse, being on job sites every day. We're trying to be at a different job site or a different contractor to get those ideas going out and seeing the people that are actually doing the wire pulls, that are actually doing the installations, the terminations. Those are the people that we want to talk to, not just the project managers and estimators in the office or in the job trailer. Uh, We're wanting to keep a pulse with those guys on the job site that are giving us those ideas. How can we make their job easier, more efficient and safer on the job site? Then we're going back to those. We've got the same time. We're going back to those project managers and estimators and saying, how could we save you labor on this job? How can we save you time? How can we make you safer? How can we make your process more efficient? And then on top of that, we've got these contractor forums we're doing four or five times a year. We're bringing in the VPs and the presidents and talking to them about what innovations can can we do that you've heard about from your people or what have you seen that you would like us to do some research on and some innovation on to make your company more safer and more efficient and more labor savings. Because we all know right now in the electrical field, labor is our biggest issue. We're trying to fill the funnel and, and get people to come into the electrical field. That's one thing that we've heard time and time again, year after year, is there's people are not going into the trade. We're looking for bodies on jobs. That, how can we make it more efficient where we can get more people attracted to the electrical field? How can we make sure that we're utilizing our labor effectively on job site? So talking to the president all the way down to the guy in the field is very important. Leaving no rock unturned, leaving no person not talked, not spoken to about their ideas and what they feel like we could do to make their life easier, safer, and more efficient. So let's turn a little bit, Russ. Let's talk a little bit about the idea of culture and how that plays into strategy. And I know that's that's something that you're a big proponent of. So when you're thinking internally about Southwire, how do you maintain this, this culture of curiosity? How do you make sure that uh, you guys are emulating from the top to the bottom and, and, and everywhere in between the right attitudes and the right motivators as you prepare to, to support our industry? Yeah, that culture starts at the top. I mean, with our CEO, Rich Stinson, He's a big driver of culture and innovation and, and pushes that down through our executive vice presidents with, with Norm Atkins and, and Brandon Moss down to our SVPs 
in, in my side of the commercial infrastructure, Wynn Wise, who's our senior vice president under Norman, pushes us to, to get our teams to, to make sure that we're innovative. So from the top down, coming up with those ideas, and we've got that support from the top to go out and look for those ideas. So we're always talking about getting the voice of the customer. We do a lot of surveys, external surveys of customers, not only electrical contractors, but distributors, agents, salespeople, industry groups, such as Nika that we use for for getting those ideas and helping us find those ideas. And we're always driving towards that. We know we can't be stale. And if you sit on your laurels in the electrical field, you're going to get passed up. You get, you got to go out and find the innovative things. One thing that I, when I came over to Southwire that attracted me, I always thought of wire and cable as a commodity. And Southwire was one that wanted to turn wire and cable away from a commodity and think of it as a viable product on a job site. Like we think of gear and we think of lighting. We wanted to think of wire that way. So solutions, looking for those solutions, the innovations, how can you make that product more valuable? And that's through innovation. That's for any product is through innovation. And how do you make a company more valuable? You come up with those products. You come up with those innovations for those products. You make yourself more valuable to your customer. And then the customer looks to you because you're making their lives more valuable, more safer, more efficient. They appreciate those innovations that you're coming up with. And the fact that you're asking them, they're on the front line. So they're giving you what would make their lives easier? And those ideas are not going off in vain. They're getting their feedback and they're seeing the roots of their labor put in by getting those innovations and those ideas back to us so we can grow on them and expand on them in research and development and come out with those ideas and make their lives safer, faster, and more efficient. That's awesome. And, and I think, again, you're hitting on all of the right pieces of, of, of how you bring those ideas in and what they look like and how you how you overdrive that delivery. So I think it's it's, it's a great look at the, the Southwire process and how you guys are innovative. And, and let's think about that a little bit. And, you know, you work with a, a lot of contractors, you know, so many in the industry. When you think about a lot of our listeners are business owners, um, you know, they're contractors themselves, or they're even working in the field, or they're coming up as apprentices. How do they take the, the ideas, the strategy of how you approach innovation um, and the Southwire end-to-end cycle of, of delivering excellence, how do they approach that for their own companies or their own, you know, contracting businesses? How, what does that look like in terms of, of advice you would share for them as they prepare for the future? Yeah, that's a great point. And the advice I would share with that is it's the culture has got to be driven from the top down. So if, if everybody believes in, with the president or the CEO that they have his back, his or her backing from the top down, that's where innovation is going to start and it's going to grow, that they have that support. But like I said, it's it's uncovering every rock. It's from the top down. It's to the guy who or the girl who's on the job site terminating that wire or pulling that wire up through the, the project managers, estimators, up to the president, the vice presidents, and the CEOs. That culture has to be from top down, that it's supported, and that you're going and looking under every rock, talking to everybody and getting those ideas funneled. you got to fill a funnel. You can't run with just one idea. So there's going to be a lot of ideas. And if everybody in that funnel knows that we can't do every idea, but it's there's no bad idea. 
innovation grows from all ideas, good and bad. It might be an idea that that the company might not feel like it's a good idea for them at the time, but there's something might spawn off of that bad idea and turn into a good idea. So we want to send in all ideas. We don't want to stop and just say, that's a good one, that's a bad one. They need to come from everybody and all of them need to be shared. The company needs to have somebody or a team to review those ideas and see which ones are viable. And feedback from ideas is probably another piece of advice that I would give a company that we're looking about. If somebody from the field comes in with an idea, they need to know where that idea went or why we're not going to use it or why we are going to use it or want more information. To get people's ideas and not give them feedback dries up the funnel faster than anything. The person who comes up with an idea or or gives an idea needs to be involved in that idea from the beginning to the end. If you decide not to use it, this is why we didn't use it, but we, we appreciate the idea. But this is why we are using it. Can you expand on it? You need to keep the, the idea creators or the idea people that came up with the idea to start with. That person, him or her needs to be involved in idea from the beginning until the end. If we're going to move forward or if we're going to end it here and we're not going to move forward, you need to keep them involved in the loop. So that would be the advice I would give is talking to everybody, leaving no stone unturned, going inside the business and outside the business, going to your partners, going to other contractors, going to your distributors. Whoever you are, if you're an electrical contractor, you want to talk to your GC, you want to talk to your distributor, you might want to talk to your agent, you definitely want to talk to your your members, uh, your chapter partners, bounce those ideas off of everybody, find those ideas from everybody. That's the way you're going to innovate. You got to fill the funnel. You can't just focus on one idea. You'll let a lot of good ones pass you by if you're just focused on one thing. I absolutely agree. You always need all players at the table to really focus on an important topic. One very hot topic right now is supply chain. And I just wanted, especially for our listeners here, I know a lot of them are interested in supply chain resilience. And I want to get your take on the importance of supply chain and then also what you're seeing currently, what trends are going on with the supply chain. We've been very fortunate with supply chain. I think supply chain kind of dwells into what I've seen in my 20 plus years is you, we don't put all our eggs in one basket. And I'm talking, when I talk that way, I talk an electrical contractor, distributor, and vendors. You, you got to have different venues for different things at different times. The supply chain issues that have been going on, I think we had some short term in our side of the business with, uh, with PVC, looking at insulation for wire, looking at uh, you know PVC conduit, that played a role. There were some other things that in the supply chain that had some minor disruptions that drove price up. I think all of it's coming back down. Lumber was another big one. Supply chain, when you have those type of interruptions, they reverberate throughout the electrical, through our process, through electrical, but it does through the building process. When supply chain interrupts something within the construction process on a job site, electrical is always going to be impacted by that. I always joke about electricals, the first one on a job site, where the last one's off. Supply chain can have a direct effect on an electrical's labor on a job site, our prefab. Everything that we do can be, be impacted by supply chain. 
as what I see now, supply chain is starting to get back into, into shape. What we're seeing as, as forecasting now is commercial has not really missed a beat. Commercial construction and, and just looking at some of the numbers that have been forecasted out there, projects are going forward. I don't think that residential can keep the, the pace that it's got going on now. I don't think that's going to be a, even with supply chain coming back as it is, I don't think it's sustainable. Thinking that supply chain is is starting to level off and starting to get back where it was pre-pandemic, it's going to take a while. I think that's what we're doing in 21 and 22, but I think it's going to be a, a good thing for us in the electrical industry going forward. Those are some really great points for us, especially, again, the idea of not putting all your eggs in one basket and, and thinking through those ramifications of, you know, what do those disruptions do? And 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 on that subject, the idea of, of being resilient, the idea of preparing for the future, how do you recommend our listeners and, and how have you seen within your own experiences in the professional world, how do you create that resiliency? How do you, you know, what, what keeps a company being uh, Netflix versus a blockbuster? Innovation and the, there's, their strategy, innovation is going to keep you from getting stale. In our industry, wire hasn't changed a lot in the last, what, 80 years, 1957 when we started. The wire goes in that hole and comes out of that hole and hooks these two pieces of, of gear or equipment or lighting up. Wire carries electricity. But being innovative, it used to take 10 people to pull that wire in that conduit. Now we can do it with two. Innovation is is a staple on being re- being resilient, you have to be able to innovate. We don't have the labor force that we had, you know, 30, 40, 50 years ago that was going into the electrical industry like they was then. We don't have the specialists. We're losing a lot of our experienced people that I see, you know, they kind of call us dinosaurs if we've been in the business over 20 years. And I know certainly I'm a dinosaur. Southwire has a lot of dinosaurs. I give them a hard time. We got a lot of people over 30 years, but we're all coming to the age of retirement. Who's going to take that place? There's a big gap. And to be resilient, we've got to use, we've got to keep people cross-trained. We've got to keep moving people up, learning more than one job inside the business. That's what keeps resilience in the forefront. And with a strategy of, of knowing that people can multifunction with inside the business, that we've got contacts outside the business that we work with partners, that we work cohesively with people that are in the industry, I think is big, and that we use our influence to draw ideas to grow the business, that what makes the business better, safer, faster, and more efficient. I always use those three terms. That's what we build that pillar on of resilience and strategy. That's amazing. And I mean, just hearing your passion and just in general, your fight, I mean, you have a growth mindset. And I really wanted to just touch on how do you personally learn? I mean, you are where you are for a reason. And I want to know what, you know, do you keep up with webinars? Do you, you know, read books? Are you part of peer groups? How do you stay so up to date? Oh, God. With my time in 20 plus years, and I, I think with the last 11 with Southwire, I stay up to date going to job sites. I'm a hands-on person. I love being on the job sites, listening to the people that are that are pulling the wire, that are terminating. That's where I learn the most. And then you come back to our our SSU program. We've got a, the Stu Thorne University, the Southwire Solutions University that we've got in Carrollton. We just opened up a new one on the West Coast. 
as well. We got a, a university training facility out there as well. Bringing in contractors. That's where I learned the most. And going in and doing webinars, the pandemic really brought us to the forefront in doing webinars and online training. A lot of people, including myself, got burnt out on that real quick. And I'm more of a hands-on person. So anything that where I can go to a seminar where it's going to be hands-on, where I can put my hands on or I can go train people hands-on, I think is the way that I learn the best and the way that I retain it more. But there's certainly things out there that we can use online where we can't do that is using those tools that we've got online and sharing those tools online with others is the way that we can stay in touch with what's going on in the industry. Those are, those are so many great ideas. I think our listeners are probably taking notes. I took a little notes on, on some of those pieces. So you mentioned the labor shortage, right? The, the challenges we have with upskilling, the fact that people are retiring. This is something that's hitting everyone and it's a pretty big deal. And uh, as, as you, you mentioned, we've got, you know, we've, we've got this, to face this problem a little bit head on and be a little proactive there. When we talk about bringing people into the industry and the idea of how to, how to bring them in, how to upskill them and train them, what, what advice would you have in terms of, um, you know, how to get, how to get people to even just consider electrical contracting as an industry that they might be uh, interested in getting into? Yeah, that's, that's great. Um, I hear it from contractors on data center jobs all the way down to strip mall jobs. I can't find a head. I can't find head count to get on my job site. We're looking. I've been to all the halls. I've been here and there. I can't find anybody to come work or I can't get them to stay. I think we've got to go back and get into the, the small community colleges and back into the high schools again. Getting back out and getting people interested and involved in trades. I think the whole message changed in the United States over the last 10, 20 years. Everybody needed to go to a four-year school and get a four-year degree. And we got away from trades and we started looking for four-year degrees. We need to make trades. We need to get more message out to people in tra- that trades are a popular. I know, thinking of things right off the top of my head, I know Mike Rowe, the guy that did dirty jobs on TV is a big trade proponent and talking about trades, things like that getting that message back out to people that are not wanting to go off and go to a four-year school. I'm not talking about trying to talk people out of going to college, but trades are a a great way to make a living in the United States, making really good money. I think that the electrical trade especially doesn't get a lot of recognition for the uh, abundance of positions that are available in the electrical industry. A lot of people think when they, they think of electrical industry, they think of a, a utility pole climber because that's what they see. They see that guy out on the street when they're driving down the road and seeing a guy up on a utility pole pulling utility lines. They think that's electrical trade. They're not thinking about the guys that are building a house or building a skyscraper. They're not thinking about those electrical trade facilities, the project managers, the project estimators. They're not getting to see the whole trade. They're not seeing what's a part of that trade, what positions. Nowadays, in the electrical trade, if you look at a contractor, I'm just thinking contractor, you've got a marketing division, you've got a sales division, you've got an installation division that might be commercial, might be utility, might be residential. There's a lot of different positions in the electrical industry. When you look at a company like Southwire, we have a utility branch, we have a medium voltage branch, we have a commercial branch, 
a residential branch. We've got a marketing team. We have a tools team, our TICAS team. We've got HR. You've got accounts receivable. There's a lot of different jobs within the industry, within the trade that go along that I don't think we've publicized enough over the last 30 years that there's a lot of positions within the trade that are not just on the the utility pole pulling utility wire that they see. There's a lot more behind the scenes. So we got to get younger and we've got to get them more informed about what those trade positions are. I absolutely agree with that. And my next question here is one of my favorites. And knowing how well you are involved with the industry, I'm interested to hear your perspective. So I know Southwire is a leader in innovation and was wondering what potential gaps or risks you see that are facing electrical contractors if they don't stay ahead of the curve. So basically, what are the biggest threats you see that are facing our industry currently? The biggest one I see and I hear every day is labor. It's hard for for guys. Jobs and projects in, in the United States went away from being regional into national. So contractors are having to be more of a national presence to find these projects and follow their customers all over the country. We see that in the vertical markets. We see that in in local. GCs have have moved nationally. If you don't have a labor force to pull from and you can't fulfill the needs to get that job done on time, if you don't have that labor force, you're not going to be able to compete in the electrical field as an electrical contractor. And I think that's, that's for everybody in the electrical field right now, just not electrical contractors, but general contractors for vendors such as Southwire through the electrical field in general is having the labor force available and having people that, that can run those jobs and get them done on time. That's the biggest thing. If you don't stay ahead of the curve, you're going to get passed by the ones that are. I deal with a lot of progressive electrical contractors that are light years ahead of some of the contractors I deal with too, as far as innovation and the way they think. I had a contractor come to me and tell me about a, um, a guy they hired as a, an estimator. He came out of the medical field. He was a surgeon. And I said, he's retired. He was a retired surgeon. And I was like, why would you hire a retired surgeon as an estimator? And the guy kind of laughed and he said, he's detail oriented. He came from being a surgeon. That takes a very detailed brain. I can use him as an estimator. He's not going to miss anything. He's not going to miss anything when he takes those plans off. So that's being, to me, that's being innovative. That type of thought and innovation of looking at outside the box thinking of who we hire as estimators and project managers, men and women that we put in the field to pull our, we've got to, you've got to stay innovative to stay ahead of the curve or you're going to get passed by. That makes so much sense, Russ. And, you know, we we talked through a lot of things today. We talked about products. We talked about innovation. We talked about how you get to the those solutions and, and even the people and culture side of things. So if you were to, again, keeping in mind, you know, the kind of the, the breadth of our listeners and uh, those who are, are really, they're all here to learn, right? So what would you say is, from your own experiences, one final call to action or just one final takeaway that you'd want to leave our audience with as we as we get towards that wrap-up period. You got to have a strategy from the top down. Strategy never works unless it's backed by the top. You got to push that culture from the top down and leave no stone unturned when you're looking for it. Ideas 
are all the same, whether they come from the top or the bottom, but you got to go collect those ideas from the top and the bottom. Look inside, look outside. You got to look everywhere for those ideas. There's not a bad idea. There's ideas that, that are a good fit. Some might not be a good fit, but there's no bad idea. All ideas are good. And you got to fill a funnel. You got to go out and collect multi ideas, not get caught down on one of them. You're always grabbing ideas. And when you run out, you wasn't doing your job. You always got to keep that funnel full of ideas. So everybody's input is important. It's pushed from the top down. You look from the top down. You go to the very bottom to the very top. Ideas are all the same. They're all good ideas. They might not be fit ideas for your product, for your company, but they're all good ideas. Look inside your company. Look outside your company. Look to your partners. Look to your supply chain. Look everywhere for those ideas and have multi-ideas. I guess that's the advice I would leave everybody when you look for that strategy. I love that. An omniscient view. So thank you so much, Russ, for being on the show with us today. And thank you for your insights. For all of all of your listeners, feel free to reach us at innovation at nikanet.org with any questions or comments. We look forward to hearing your view of innovation and the challenges ahead.